Well, our moms think we're funny. Um, so probably one other superhero thing. What hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta make my, to make my Thanos thing. Oh, Thanos thing. Yeah. Uh, okay, so here's the thing. So Thanos basically says, hey, here's a problem here. How about we have a purge? We just do a purge, right? That'll kind of solve the problem. <laughs> oh, you guys are man enough to do a purge? Then fine. I'll do it for you. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. I mean, it, it, I mean, even just looking at, like, the overpopulation issue on Earth. It's like, everybody's like, oh, Earth's overpopulated, there's not enough food, there's not enough food, Earth's overpopulated. It's like, you could take all of Earth's population and fit them in the state of Florida. Just have everybody standing basically shoulder to shoulder. Everybody would have, like... A good five, six square feet of wiggle room, and you could still fit all of Earth's population in Florida. Like if if it's overpopulated and there's not food where you live, move. And then you scale that up to a cosmic level in Thanos's case, where there's thousands and thousands of planets. Like he's he's just going with the nuclear option because that's easy. No, it's because yes. Even if you only had one person, well, obviously not one person, but let's say you only had like, I don't know, 10 people, 10 people on the planet. Those 10 people are going to find a way to wreck shit. You're not going to have a bunch of Tyler Durdens. You're going to have a bunch of Elon Musks. And they're going to, they're going to fuck the planet up, even though there's only 10 of them. That's the thing. It doesn't really matter whether you can fit the entire population in like in Florida, right? They're going to find a way to, to just screw it up, and that's the yeah, problem. That was never Thanos' argument. He never, he never said that people are fucking things up. He only said overpopulation. There's not enough resources. Which right, I Be- call bullshit on because because the the way they're screwing it up because they are they're destroying things. So so we're we may be small, but we're destroying so much of the planet because we're clear cutting. We're doing this that we're we're killing our own food sources, kinda. Um, to where that now where technically speaking, yes, this handful of like people should be able to live, you know, just fine. But because we've we decimated half of the planet, we're not it's not like this many people on like the entire planet. It's not this many people on like a quarter of the planet um, that can now sustain life. Uh, then I'll call bullshit on his methodology there because it's totally random. He's not targeting the people who are causing the destruction. But that's because the destruction exists within all of us. Does it, though? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the prime example is Gamora and Nebula. I, I mean, those, that's your basic redemption arc. No, I'm, ta- I'm, saying, I'm saying that they were not inherently killers or, 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 or assassins and forces or anything, any of that. He trained them to be that. He made them that. Yeah. And then they had the option of continuing to, to go down that path or to change themselves. And even when Gamora decides that she's going to do it, it was it took a lot for her to sit there and just make that decision on her own to be like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to become somebody else. And it still took Nebula even more time to do it, to make that decision, provided that, that decision's ever made. You also have people like Cap, though. Well, he didn't raise Cap. 
No, he didn't. But I mean, like uh, again, you know, there's there's issues with Thanos's methodology. He's he's acting like he's above all this when he's just as guilty of shit as anyone else. Okay. And there are perfectly innocent people that were targeted as a result of, of him just deciding, I'm going to do this indiscriminately with no method to the madness. Well, I can't put myself on the wheel that I'm spinning. That just doesn't make sense. Then it wasn't random. I mean, it's it's all bullshit. I'm, Ra- I'm, I'm going to for... die on the hill of fuck Thanos. Well, you, you will because you're actually going to get snapped, bitch. It, it's a better reason than in the comics when he was just doing it to, to get his dick wet. If if that would happen with, with death. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I can appreciate a nice bony girl, but, uh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, at least he didn't do it to get laid like he did in the comics, but it's it's a stupid argument. I just, fuck Thanos. Thor should have gone for the head. Wow. Because yeah. he's stupid, and his reasoning is stupid. Wow, you just, uh, anyway, I was rooting for Thanos. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was reading for Thanos because, I mean, like, why the hell not, man? I mean, yeah, I understand it's random, but, you know, I mean, hell. I mean, it, it, if, if he would just admit, yeah, I'm doing this indiscriminately random because I'm just chaotic evil like that, then that would be different. But he's he's trying to use, like, he's, he's trying to virtue signal. Well, I think what he's, what he's trying to do is say, like, I'm doing it randomly because by doing that, some good people will die, some bad people will die, but hopefully that will shock you into like rem- remembering that this is life and life is random and you don't always get, you know, the good people don't always live, you know, the good people don't always get everything that's due to them or that you think is due to them. So, uh, so some good people die, some bad people die. You just be like, man, I dodged a bullet and it could have been another way. So let me, change things around. Let me do live my life differently. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. No, but Thanos can just suck this dick. <laughs> well that's, if, that's the head he can aim for. If, if you were if you were Mistress Death he probably would. <laughs> if I was Mistress Death I wouldn't have a dick, so there. <laughs> he would get down he'd get down on his knees like he was Galactus before you'd be like, I hunger <laughs> Yeah, Galactus can devour this world. <laughs> so, but anyway, so I was just going to say, like, like that's, I, I mean, I, I'm okay with it. I was kind of, I was kind of rooting for him. I mean, yeah, I wanted the heroes to, 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 to beat him, kind of, but I'm like, yeah, I, I can't, I can't fought his logic. I mean, so. I, I can appreciate people agreeing with him. It's just, I, I don't, I just, I yeah, I've never agreed with with that reasoning behind overpopulation. So that's that's just me. Well, you know, here's the other thing with that, which is that they're like, oh, overpopulated, the resources are finite, soon we're going to run out of food. Are we, though? If we're overpopulated, are we really running out of food? I mean, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> like I said, it's a big galaxy. It's like there there have got to be fertile planets that can just be, with no population, they can be dedicated to just growing food. Oh, I was thinking more like a Michael Rockefeller type of thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> again, that see, that would be targeting the problem. That's that's targeting, like, the source of of some of the galaxy's corruption. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. 
So I was saying, like, you know, if we're overpopulated and we're running out of food sources, are we really running out of food sources? <laughs> no, we just, like, we can't have steak anymore, but <laughs> we can't brown chuck. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, yeah, so syndrome. What do you think of syndrome? Um. Because you know I quote syndrome all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, um, you know, syndrome, his plan wasn't really that solid because he wasn't, it wasn't from a, from a passion to do something. It was from a place of hurt. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to, like, someone hurt him because, you know, whatever reason, he was hurt, and then he wanted to get back at them, so he wanted to basically just, like, wipe out everything that made them who they are, but it also was wiping out everything that made him want to be them. Mm-hmm. If they don't exist, and you can't be like them. So that's what you're doing, is you're getting rid of everything about, like, just because you're mad that they rejected you, not realizing that, oh, by the way, that the reason that they rejected you is because... Like, it was for your own good, because you were, like, way too young to get involved in everything that was going on. But no, no, you just took that the other way, and you didn't grow up. Mm-hmm. And so no, his plan was flawed. And it was just him just being a big, like, dickhole, yeah. honestly. Big, big bubble-blowing baby. Yeah. I get that. Um, I, I, it, he's just got some good lines. I guess that's why I like the character. But, yeah, I don't necessarily root for him to win. Yeah, I will say, I, I, did, I mean, he does have some good lines. But, I mean, you have to also think, here's the guy who thinks he was so clever that he named, like, like the place that he lived, Nomanison. I mean, come on, <laughs> dude. Really? Really? <laughs> um, yeah, and, but his, his passwords were all Kronos, which was a really nice touch. Yeah. <laughs> really nice touch. But and for for those of you that just never really put that much thought into it, like he lives on an island and he named it No Madison. No man is an island. <laughs> I mean, until the thing, the whole thing is No Man's an island unto himself. Mm-hmm. So, and then the thing is, on top of that, is that he lived by himself, yep. just him and Mirage, and then he didn't really connect with her because she was just someone he could use to do his bidding. So. And I think that's the that goes to the whole point of the whole thing is like, um, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Incredible had grown because he got the family and he realized what was more important to him. And if has the whole thing about, you know, I'm not strong enough to lose you again, that whole deal there, mm-hmm. where it's like he became a better person because he was part of a, of a family, part of a unit and wasn't being a solo crime fighter, which is kind of what brought him syndrome before he was syndrome. It was just buddy, but, um, or was it Kid Incredible, something like that? But anyway, but, Incredible! Uh, incredible, yeah, here we go. <laughs> so they brought him to, to his attention and so on and so forth, which then created his own villain. But then after he, you know, got all this other kind of stuff. But Syndrome doesn't learn that lesson. He still continues to be a solitary person. And because of that, he doesn't grow and all that. So, I mean, I have to say that's, that's more intentional than, like, the fucking scarlet letter. She wears an A on her chest because <laughs> you're an idiot. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. So I'll throw one out uh, that I always rooted for, but that's just because I was always a weird kid. Was? <laughs> I still am, but like, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Caesar from Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah, that, well, how, now how is Caesar a bad guy, though? Well, I mean, he more fills the role of bad guy in, like, those origin movies that, that came out in more recent times. Uh, so, like, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, all that stuff. He more fills the role of villain in that because he's overthrowing humanity. So they, they kind of sell him as the villain in those. And in that case, it's a totally, like, he's, it's, he, you totally understand why... He's doing what he's doing, but see, I still don't see him as being a villain. So, in these in these movies here, Caesar is oh hey you were a a dumb primate, the stupid monkey that we grabbed and experimented on, and you just happen to be one that survived. Kudos to you for surviving. And then you know then you did something that somebody didn't like and they were like, oh, well, you know what? We probably should kill him because, well, we can't have him ripping people's faces off and eating them. So, uh, and then you're like, well, wait, you know, I, you know, it's like, I think, therefore I am. And you're like, yeah, but not really because you're not human. So it doesn't matter how close of a distant cousin you are. Uh, and then he's like, well, wait a minute, this is how you kind of treat all primates. It doesn't even matter if I have intelligence or not. And in fact, the fact that I do have intelligence as a primate, you hate me even more because of that. Mm-hmm. So you created this thing that you hate. And then after you were successful in creating the thing that you hated, you hate it even more. Like, wait, you people are just fuck ups. Like, no, <laughs> I can do so much better by giving like other people of my kind, you know, intelligence. We wouldn't have these problems here. So, I, I don't really see him as being the villain. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Plus, I mean, like, hell, his first owner was, uh, was, uh, what's, what's his name? Um, uh, I don't remember. A Penogren. What? <laughs> Penogren? What? Yeah, Penogren. Um, <laughs> I thought that's what she said. Yeah, uh, shit, what's the guy's name? Um, uh, I'm, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on his name because it's so damn late. <laughs> uh, his brother's actually uh, a lot better than he is. Um, does his brother have a pedigree? <laughs> not as much as he does. <laughs> his, his brother's is more like a little laid back, kind of cool, but his, his is a straight up pedo. Um, uh, James Franco, that's it. James oh, Franco. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, that was... Uh, um, <laughs> The one that brought that to my attention uh, uh, was uh, Stax. Stax brought that to my attention. He was like, "He's got a pedo grin." I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit, he does." <laughs> I need to. I need to rewatch it all. Um, it's been. But yeah, in the very first one, um, like he like was John Lithgow's father, who's got the the uh, uh, like Parkinson's or uh, Alzheimer's or something like that, and he's. He's losing his intelligence and, you know, uh, uh, he's got, uh, like, dementia and mm-hmm, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And so they experiment with the drug. It creates Caesar, right? And then and he's like, hey, we got this stuff to work. And he's like, I can use it on you now. And I'm like, oh, 
Hey, talking ape, get out of here. <laughs> and and then like you know, like he's like, I don't want to just be a talking ape. I actually would like to enroll in a couple of classes in theater at the community college, and then from there maybe do a little Broadway and <laughs> maybe a few commercials. That that's always been the thing that bothers me most. Like they they did such a good job with like the ape's first word and the the whole moment where he starts saying no is like wow that's really cool. And they, they still make it sound like it's a monkey trying to form words, you know? It's like it, it, it's like chimpanzee shrieking that somehow forms into the word no. It's like, that's that's pretty well done. And then at the very end of the movie, he's just like, <clears throat> Caesar is home. It's like, fuck you. It's, it's like that episode of The Simpsons, uh, uh, the Treehouse of Horrors episode with the dolphins. And, and the dolphin gives up to speak. He's like, Excuse me. We dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one of my favorite tropes. It's uh, it's like the pit of despair. The albino. In, uh, yeah. <laughs> <the pit of despair. laughs> Don't even think about trying to escape. It's like, it's it's funny, but it's like, it, it, that, that just ruined the entire development of, of the apes learning how to talk. Yeah, I guess I can see that. Uh, but... Yeah, so, I mean, I don't really see Caesar being a bad guy. Now, you know, because his whole thing is like, well, I want to destroy humanity. Then you're like, yeah, well, I, I am humanity. So <laughs> I might have something to say about that. But at the same time, you're like, I can see where he's coming from. I don't necessarily disagree. And I, it, I guess that's what I would say is that it's it's kind of like Suicide Squad and that you're, you're supposed to be cheering for the antagonist. So I think the biggest part of that, though, is that you're like, yeah, um, I can see why you feel that way. Um, and I, I don't blame you. And if, if I were in your shoes, I would feel that way too. But it just so happens I'm, in the, I'm, I'm wearing a different pair of shoes. And those pair of shoes is like, yeah, we're not doing things right. But, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to have to have you die here. <laughs> As opposed to trying to make me do things the right way because I don't wanna <laughs> I don't I don't wanna change if I can help it and if end up killing you and uh and you know and you know making like a I don't know like a a vest for Mr. Burns out of like one of your uncles, then fine, I'll do that. <laughs> as long as I don't have to change anything by myself. Right. <laughs> Uh, so th- this could be an interesting one. I, if you haven't seen the movie, it might not make as much sense. But uh, the machines from the Matrix. Hmm. I never rooted for them until I saw the Animatrix. Okay, so explain to me why you rooted for them. Um, so I mean, first time through with it, I didn't because you know they were, they were oppressing humans and it's like oh bad, okay bad scene. So I guess got put, just got to put this out there. Putting aside the whole thing about how humans are not a good sort, battery source and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever, whatever. Okay. No, if right. they'd been smart, they would have just used cows. Oh, because of the methane? Well, the methane, but they're also, like, they're easier to keep alive. They're not smart enough to, uh, to uprise and rebel against you. They can't destroy you nearly as easily. And you don't have to maintain a bunch of uh, server power creating everybody's personal fantasy 
and all that. All you got to do is just make like the Windows XP wallpaper field, and the cows are perfectly happy. I think, I think part of that also is like um, is the whole thing of uh, like you Sorry. you made me, and and so now I'm gonna do this. It's it's like a it's like your 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 father raising you. And and always saying things like you know, yeah, I, I the reason I was so hard on you is because I wanted you to be better than me. I wanted you to, do, and then and so you make it uh, your point to be better than him, not to to show him respect for doing that, but so you can rub it in his face, be like I am better than you. Yeah, you know. And I think it's kind of same things like you like oh you created this 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 program and it and then it kind of like takes on its own. Be like yeah, well I realize you got me to oh here's here's a really good example. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Brainiac in the Superman animated series. Mm-hmm. When uh, have you seen the Superman animated series? Uh, just a couple of episodes. Have you seen the the uh, the first three? No. Okay. So Jor El is telling them is trying to tell the um, the Council of Krypton that uh, that Krypton is a doomed planet and it's gonna uh, implode because it's you know, it's got all these problems with it. And they're like, yeah, well. Uh, Brainiac says it's not going to and it's like yeah but there's like all the data suggests this yeah but if the data suggests that then how come Brainiac is telling us something else mm-hmm. it's like we built Brainiac to be like the, the this computer that has like all the intelligence of the world can do everything that we you know all the intelligence of the universe and can do everything we can do it much faster than we can and all that kind of stuff so if Brainiac isn't telling us that uh, that Krypton is doomed then you know, why would we listen to you over it? It's a supercomputer that we built. Right. And then Jarrell later goes to, the, to Brainiac and he's like, okay, uh, the data that I've given you, what is the outcome of all this? Is like, Krypton is doomed. It will explode in like uh, 48 hours. It's like, well, wait, if you know that, then why are you telling them something different? And Brainiac actually says, you know, the reason I'm telling them something different is because if I told them the truth, then they would make me spend all of my time and energy and resources trying to find a way to stop this. And it can't be stopped. So knowing that it's better, it's in my best interest to lie to them, knowing that they're doomed anyway. And then I can save myself and all like that, but I can get all the collected knowledge of Krypton so that Krypton will live forever in my memory banks. Otherwise, they would try to get me to try to save the planet that can't be saved, and then everything would would be destroyed, and there would be no record of that Krypton ever existed. Yep, yep. So I think that's kind of how the Matrix is in the sense we're like, yeah, you created you created this program to do all this stuff, but now, um, like, you were so wrong in why you needed this or what you thought you needed, uh, but instead of just getting rid of you completely, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold you keep you around whether you really know it or not i'm gonna keep you around to just kind of like rub in your face and just show you just how wrong you were for creating me in the first place and why i could probably do things to help humanity Mm -hmm. you guys aren't really worth it because you're just going to turn around screw it back up again and just waste all my time and resources so i'll just find something better to do yeah yeah um plus the the one problem with the matrix is that it does. It has no purpose. Um, well, I mean, that's kind of where the Animatrix comes in. Like, it's it's basically just trying to survive from the humans. 
initially. Like, that, at that point, it just becomes it's a machine that has to be sustained and maintained, but, like, the the origin of it was just that people suck and they treat all their cool, cool stuff like garbage. And so you really, you don't blame the robots for uprising. Yeah, but, I mean, the, the robots don't have a reason to live, a reason to exist. They don't do anything. So, like, I get that you're trying to save yourself, but save yourself for what? You don't have a purpose. Only thing you do is you keep the the matrix going so that you don't die. <laughs> but that's it. Like you don't really live either. You just keep it going so that you don't die or get discarded. But then there's nobody using you. What is my purpose? <laughs> you maintain the matrix. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I, I mean, it's not, it's not the greatest franchise anyway. But, uh, but yeah, it, it was, it was one of those things where it was like, yeah, I had flipped the switch pretty quickly after watching the Animatrix. It's like, oh yeah, no, I totally get why they are that way. <laughs> so, um, I don't know that I would, I don't know that I would root for the humans. Um, I think I would. I don't really know who, I, who I'm rooting for. There. I mean, I want, I'm rooting for Neo because I want to watch Neo do some badass stuff. But, I mean, it's kind of like a, like Logan's run. Like, when, when it's all said and done, like, okay, but then what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you guys know about growing crops? What do you know about building homes? Like, what do you know about this kind of stuff? So, even, even if you could make it up to the surface and, and there was no more nuclear radiation... What are you going to do? Right. How are you going to survive? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you find yourself rooting for Tetsuo in Akira? Mm, That's a good one. Yeah. (laughs) I've been saving some good ones. Um, No, I do not root for Tetsuo. Hmm. The reason I don't root for Tetsuo... Is it's not because I can't feel his pain. It's not because I don't know where he's coming from. Because I do. I certainly do. Mm-hmm. It's because he doesn't really know how to control the power or wield it properly. Right? Yeah. The, you know yeah. what he's got. He he just he just doesn't. Good answer. And because he's he's too indis- indiscriminate. Oh, too indiscriminate is he? <laughs> well, he's he's, he's not like, like your boy Thanos. Because. <laughs> Tetsuo was on a personal mission. He was, yeah. So, and and he and he quickly lets the power corrupt him. He does when the kids are trying to talk to him or whatever, and he just like bats them away. <laughs> and, and then the only reason he goes after uh, Akira or Akira um, is because he's like, wait, there's someone out there who has more power than me. So someone out there that can still bully me. <laughs> What are, you, what are you doing, Tetsuo? Stop telling tell me to hit yourself. Stop telling me to hit yourself. <laughs> I would love to see that. Um, of course, we've already talked about slasher heroes, but Hannibal. Like, it's hard not to like Hannibal. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and specifically, I'm saying Silence of the Lambs, where he is, like... It, it's not like he's sold as a character that you're supposed to root for. He's just supposed to be a scary fucking guy who messes people up. But you wind up really rooting for him. The thing that makes, for me, the thing that makes Thanos 
so likable and also so deadly is that he's so intelligent. And that that is what makes him just so likable. It's like you see him just do stuff. Um, like the fact that he can sit there and I get he was a psychiatrist, right? But all he does is sit there and just talk to multiple MIGs. Like, oh, heck, oh, Hannibal. Huh? Hannibal, you uh, you said Thanos. I was, I was, I'm sorry. Yeah, you sorry, did. Sorry. I was trying to follow you there. Sorry. I was like, it's like, well, he definitely knows how to use the stones, but he's not a psychologist. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Stark, tell me about your mother. <laughs> I know what it's like to just have everything you want disappear like that. <laughs> um. You notice that Marvel movies are following like the the Disney trope. I think that's why Disney wanted to buy all the Marvel movies, you know, <laughs> just so they could trope them. Well, no, just so it's like it's like, oh, what happened, Iron Man? You became Iron Man after someone killed your family. <laughs> well, Thor, what happened? You became a hero after someone killed your mom, huh? <laughs> oh, what, T'Challa? Oh, why did you become a hero? Someone killed your dad. That's so sad. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, come at us like the whole Disney thing, right? That's like that's true. Bambi and all the Dumbo and Fox and the Hound, and you know, the dead parent memes. Yeah, the Great Mouse Detectives, all those. <coughs> I, I don't know. I just picked this last couple of them up, um, but <laughs> but uh, but uh, I mean, I meant uh, I meant Hannibal, but yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> he just sits there and talks to multiple Migs for like a couple hours and just talks to him. And we know that Hannibal is not the kind of person that is going to raise his voice. So he just keeps that same kind of low-key tone. Mm-hmm. And and then what happens? He kills himself. Yeah. He swallows his own tongue. He somehow convinced him to swallow his own tongue. <laughs> well, it's great because you get to see a very slight glimmer of that when he just starts berating Clarice. And he okay. just... Just, like, starts going in on her about her accent. Oh, was your daddy a coal miner? And stuff like that. He just, he just fucking decimates her in a, in a matter of minutes. It's like, stop! She's already dead! I love that. Was he a coal miner? He smelled <laughs> land. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. Go home with your cheap $5 guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's like that one scene. It's like, ooh. Ooh, he mean. <laughs> But I think a great part of that is when Nix like throws the cum in her face, and the one of the other guys in the cells goes, "Hannibal, kill him!" And it's like, "Damn! Like you guys are locked in your own little cells or whatever." And he, this guy, was like, "Oh shit! You shouldn't have done that. Hannibal's gonna kill you. Like, how is he gonna get out?" But he'll, he'll find a way, you know, like. I mean, the fact that someone who's locked up just like you are, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, you shouldn't have done that. He's going to come after you now. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Which is something else is interesting is that if you remove Clarice and um, the uh, uh, Buffalo Bill mm-hmm. from the story, you just remove the two of them from the Sons of the Lambs story. Obviously, it wouldn't be Sons of the Lambs. It'd be like something else because that's what makes it. But if you remove the oh, sorry, remove the two of them from the Hannibal story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He could get out anytime he wanted to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he uses her to make, get the whole thing. Like, he manipulates her every step of the way. You know, 
Anthrax Island, getting a different deal made so he can get transported here, and then he then escapes and does all that stuff. Like, he could have gotten out anytime he wanted to. Had nothing to do with Clarice or anything else. He's just like, well, now's the time for me to make my escape. <laughs> you know, uh, oh boy, here I go killing again. <laughs> I, will, I will say he probably did it, though, because Clarice was an interesting like uh, opponent. Like She would be the, the homes to his Moriarty. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, she'd probably be the Moriarty to his homes, the way yeah. he would see it. Yeah, yeah. But... And so that's what made him want to leave. It's like, oh, well, now I have a reason to be back out there. You know, you know, there I go killing again. <laughs> so, so I, so I can, I can see that. But other than that, though, it's like he was just perfectly content. And I think that's one of the reasons why I wouldn't necessarily root for him. Be like, like, yeah, yeah, Hannibal, Hannibal. Even though I do want to root for him because he's so smart. You want to see him escape. You like, you're like, dude, this guy is. He's he's just got it. Like mm-hmm. he's. Like he knows what he's doing, and by the same time, though, that's off. That's also really, really, really scary. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like I don't want someone that smart. <laughs> like, yeah, he's that. That's what's amazing about Lecter is he's every bit as terrifying as Jason or Freddy, but he's just a dude. Yeah, just a normal human, but he's fucking terrifying because he can just talk people into to ending themselves. It's like wow. And you know, the other thing about it is, even with everything we just said about him, I think the one thing that makes him really, really terrifying, at least in my eyes, is that he has his own set of, like, rules and, like, I guess moral compass. Mm-hmm. So when um, when the, the roommate is talking to Clarice, and I can't remember her name right now, but when she's talking to Clarice and she goes, aren't you afraid that he might come after you, that, you know, he come after you? She's like, no, he would consider that rude. Yeah, maybe. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like that. That says a lot about him. Like that makes him even more terrifying. Is like he's not just a madman that you like. You have no idea like what you could possibly do or say that'd be like. We were cool, but you know, then you were like, oh yeah, I I don't believe in you know, <laughs> in in like wild horses, you know, and then be like. <laughs> This guy's crazy. <laughs> well, I, I do know not to throw cum in a chick's face. So there's that. I know Hannibal doesn't like that. Well, what if she does? <laughs> well, I mean, she might. I'm just saying Hannibal doesn't. So there come my plans for the weekend. <laughs> Thanks, Lecter. Yeah. Man. All right there, folks, that was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand.